Hello and welcome to The Critical Twits, where today we visit Malifaux and ask, who's the best doggo? again to the critical twits i'm brian ennis i'm aaron Mitsky. and today we're going to be talking malifaux again yes yes and we're going to be asking who's the best dog in malifaux who's the best dog who's the best I dog am. i am you are the best dog aaron uh, yeah so this is an episode that's all about the glorious hounds of malifaux yes. that should have been mutts of malifaux shouldn't it no, it should be hounds. They are listed as hounds. Yeah, they are hounds. Yes, they have that subtype. Yeah. Um, so we decided that not being experts in canines ourselves, we would consult uh, the Weird Place Facebook group. Yes. And we would consult the Weird Forums uh, to get a general community consensus. And Research. We will, and we will count down the top five later on in the podcast but first in any exercise of democracy there must be rules set by the previous holders of democracy in order to maintain that democracy for themselves oh that that's real life politics isn't it yeah yeah sorry dude my cynicism always makes everyone sad so there are lots of models as you say in malifaux Mm -hmm. that are hounds yeah they are obviously automatically included yes we also decided to include anything that is a canid. Yeah. What is a canid, Aaron? It is Latin for... Is it dog family? Yeah, it's kind of like the wider dog family. Yeah, the dog genome, essentially. Yes. Uh, so that includes undead versions. Yes, as far still got most of the genes. Yeah, as far as I was concerned, they counted. It includes wolves yeah. and where versions they're in. And it also includes some of the more unusual choices that we'll come to later. Yes. Yes. Um, I was really excited to do this, actually. Yeah. Uh, Mostly because it was my idea um, and it seemed like it could be a bit of fun. And actually it kicked off a little bit of debate. People were chatting about it. People were interested. Yeah, I was going to say, it was nice to see that excitement brewing and people putting their arguments for why yeah. they thought there was the best dog. But nobody putting them with doggos down, which is always good. Yes. Yeah, it was very positive, actually. Uh, I think there's some uh, some dog fans out there in the Malifaux community. Yeah. Um, no one said that, uh, that, that cats were better than dogs. Which is, yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't an option on a poll, but, you know, it's the truth. Yeah, to be fair. I've made yeah. it, made it all. We are, would you say you're a cat person or a dog person, Aaron? Oh, see, I'm just... Just this really dull middle of the road human being, so I don't like picking sides. But you know, I am a cat person. I was going to say, I, would, I thought you were going to say you're a people person, and oh, I was going to no. spray spittle in your face. Not <laughs> um, not from laughing, just going to gob on you. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's come from a person. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would consider myself a cat person, but only because I'm too lazy to properly look after and maintain a dog. They need a lot of affection, a lot of love. Um, but also walking in the outside world. Mm. And that's quite a lot of effort. It is, yeah. I mean, you could get one of those small yappy-type dogs, as Eddie Azard categorised them in the 90s, small yeah. yappy-type dogs, um, <laughs> that don't need much walking, but then you would also have to bear the eternal shame of owning a small yappy-type dog. Yeah. A dog that's smaller than a cat is not a dog, as far as I'm concerned. It's a genetic aberration and should be flushed down the toilet. Which would be quite easy, because they're small. Yes, I feel really mean now. 
And I will tell a story about a small yappy type dog I do like later, just to balance things oh, out. Right then, yeah. Um, yeah, so the field. We need to talk about the field, not a literal field, but the field of dogs what entered this race. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was yeah. going to say, I mean, I know dogs love a field. We're trying to get them excited. They do love a field. Um, <laughs> I once I once lost a dog in a field, couldn't find it. It was in the grass. <laughs> that yappy dog. No, no, it was a fucking old English sheepdog. It's enormous. Um, <laughs> They're built to be seen outside of grass. Impressive, well done. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Story doesn't really go anywhere, but it's true, and that's what matters in today's fake news age. <laughs> um, so there's kind of like a, a whole subset of doggos that I feel we'll, we'll, we'll discuss first, uh, because dogs are known as man's best friend. Mm. I mean, a woman's best friend is generally another woman because they're not as emotionally stunted as men and are capable of loving other human beings rather than a reflection of themselves that uncritically reflects their own insecurities back to them. I'm shitting on the idea of dogs now, aren't I? It's a bit sad, isn't it? No, 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 you're shitting on the, the idea of dog owners. It's fine. Yeah, but I've, I've been a dog owner. Yes, I've um, yeah. And I wouldn't mind being a dog owner again in the yeah. future, and we'll discuss that in a bit. Uh, but yeah, so there's totems. So your master, your leader, has a totem, their own special thing that is their bestest buddy. Yes. And there are five totems that I would class as dogs. Mm. Um, there is Luna. Yeah. McCabe's Totem, or Iggy Pup, the Nightmare Edition. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. the name Iggy Pup. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I like the model for Iggy Pup as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good model. Um, hasn't got a T-shirt on, just like Iggy Pup. <laughs> um, you've got Penelope. Yes. Uh, Ulix's Totem. Yeah. And his faithful pig wrangler. You have Nyx, Hamlin's undead dog companion. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have... The zombie Chihuahua, <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> Mexican dog breed I can't spell, yes. Chihuahua, <laughs> zombie Chihuahua, um, the impossible to spell zombie Chihuahua. I used to, when I was an English teacher, when I do spelling tests, I always get them to spell Chihuahua. <laughs> you bastards. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I, you know, mostly entertaining myself in that job because <laughs> uh, the kids weren't listening. Um, and we also had the zombie chair obviously belonging to morning. Yeah. And then we have, who's that woman you play? Misaki. Misaki. Yes, yeah. With. Misaki has. Shang. Shang. Now, Shang caused some controversy. Mm. Um, Shang is a kitsune. Yes. Uh, which is a magical fox. Mm -hmm. And the foxes, although a vulpes, in uh, Latin family terms, that that is part of the wider canid family. Yes, so it's we a sub part of the canid. Yeah, we included Shang. Uh, you then have your what I called basic doggo, so a bit like a basic bitch, but also that's only the female ones, and we wanted to be inclusive. Yes, so basic doggo <laughs> includes the male doggos, um, which are your guild hounds, standard doggo. Yeah, uh, you have canine remains. So poor, sad, dead doggo. Yeah. And you have corrupted hounds. Sexy doggos. <laughs> Is that how they've been corrupted? I think so. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, who are Guild, Reza, and Neverborn in that order, yeah. and never in any other. Um, we also then decided wolves were okay, and werewolves. So yes. you have the Rougarou. Who are based on the legends of the Skinwalkers. 
uh, from uh, Native American folklore. Uh, again, another Neverborn model. And we had Ferdinand Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not find so me and Aaron looked at these independently and then I just soldiered on and did the list. Did you not know I was going to include Ferdinand Vogel? No. So Voden, Ferdinand Vogel is a man in a hat and a very nice hat it is too. It's true. Um and then when he gets annoyed, or when you flip a card, either or mm, uh, he, in my case. he turns into the beast within. Oh okay. Which is a giant werewolf with a fancy hat and a very nice hat it is too. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, right. So Ferdinand Vogel was in. Because uh, if you're going to include the Rougarou, you have to include Ferdinand Vogel. Okay. Um, then we had the Ten Thunders coming in, in a really confusing manner. Yeah. Um, with the Tanuki. Yeah. Who are known as raccoon dogs. Yes, they are, yeah. Um, but they're, the raccoon dog is, is in the dog family, not the raccoon family. Yeah. Uh, so technically as a dog. Yep. Um, and then we had the Kaminu, which was suggested by uh, someone um, on the forum. The Kaminu are the big lions that guard the temples. Yes. But they're known as the lion dog. And apparently in the fluff, they're implied to be dogs, not lions. Okay. Um, I did not bother to read the fluff to check it. I'm taking them at face value. Um, I've been hurt before. Please don't lie to me. <laughs> so that's kind of our field. Uh, yeah. A fair one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve entrance to the field. It's a busy and very poo-ridden field now. Yeah, we had a couple other late entrants, which Ooh. we'll come to in a minute. Uh, we did disqualify uh, two possible entrants <gasps> that were suggested. Uh, so we have the Boltungin, who are were hyenas. Oh, yeah. Now, I had to check this on Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. uh, so if this is wrong, please blame Wikipedia uh, and not myself. That would be, uh, you know, I don't want to accept any blame for my own actions. <laughs> I'm a millennial. It's not what we do. It's society's fault, mate. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not enough avocado toast. Hyenas are more closely related to cats than they are to dogs, apparently, they and are. are not part of the canid family. Yes. So, a no on the where hyenas. Mm -hmm. And... We also had um, on Weird, the Weird Place forum, uh, Samantha asked, are hunters, so the guild's hunters, are they dogs or are they cats? And I disqualified them because I think you'll find, mate, they're robots. Good try, <laughs> but they're made of metal and they are constructs. They are neither cat nor dog. Ah, uh, they're just made to look like one or the other. But good Good, good catch because I hadn't even considered them till they were mentioned, um, and had <laughs> and to make a hastily caught had to make a decision. Yes, yeah. that was good. Yeah, um, and then finally the uh, the two the two very late entrants were that one suspicious alley cat in the Nightmare Hamlin edition that's cats instead of rats. Yeah, and I was like, what are you talking about? And I had a look. And one of the cats, so instead of a rat, you have a cat, a little cat on a model. Yep. One of the cats is a chihuahua with, with a headband and some ears on. <laughs> yeah. on about that. Which is amazing. <laughs> um, so that was entered into the field late. Yeah. Um, and then finally, thank you very much to um, a couple people, but first of all to um, Igor on a, on a weird place uh, for Mad Dog Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the kind of out-of-the-box thinking we like on the uh, Critical Twits <laughs> gaming podcast. So, um, he he is a dog. Mad dog bracket. Mad dog. Dog. Good dog. Good dog. So, we entered him into the field as well <laughs> yeah. for a total of 14 runners. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you're coming with me on this, Aaron. Mad dog bracket. <laughs> Mad dog bracket. Yep. Um, he is the first dog to also be useful at holding up shelves <laughs> not really sure where i was going with that um you can enclose him around parenthetical information <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> so um before we get into our top picks that didn't make it into the top five mm. i thought we'd play a little game oh aaron yes if you could own yeah any dog mm-hmm. what dog would you own this is such a fad response and i'm so sorry for this are you gonna say pug oh fuck no okay no, you should not own pugs the poor bastards suffer but let the species die out don't kill them but let the species die out so they don't suffer anymore you yeah ignorant Jesus, that was seriously. I've seen some horrible stuff happen with these dogs. So yeah, no, did I tell you about the time I saw a pregnant pug sneeze its own eyeball out of its yeah. face? Jesus, yeah. Um, that is literally the story. I saw a pregnant pug sneeze its own eyeball out of its face. Yeah, they are lovely dogs. They're lovely. They're nice. Suffer. They're sweet natured, but they're they're so sort of inbred. Yeah. Um, that they're you know absolutely incapable yeah. of leading a normal life, much like the royal family of Great Britain. <laughs> United Kingdom and Northern Ireland <laughs> to give them their full title. The Windsors. Yes. They've just had a puppy. That's now become a shop to each other. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, no, right. No, it's a different fan. Mm. And this and this one is a crossbreed, so it's okay. Oh, an angry dog. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I really want a husky wolf mix. Ah. Oh. They're huge and fluffy and potentially dangerous, but I love the love, love them. They're there. You are preempting one of my responses for a thing we're going to do in a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, why? Why would you want one? I like their eyes. Yeah, it is, it is their eyes. Although, you know, when you get, because they've either got really dark eyes or really bright eyes. Yeah. And a lot of them have got the, is it heterochromatic eyes where they've got yes. one eye that's dark and one eye that's white. And all I can think of when I see that is Antichrist Superstar era Marilyn Manson. That might actually be what sold me on them. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect him to start, you know, beautiful doggos, beautiful doggos. <laughs> and just, I'm not sure I could take them seriously. Or I'd have to dress them up in leather pants. Sold even more. I really want them now. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's just because they're large dogs. They are wolves without being wild. Yeah. And, you know, I've always wanted a wolf companion. Yeah. I was a sad, lonely child and wanted oh. to be part of a pack. Have you ever played a druid in Dungeons & Dragons? I've not. Or Pathfinder or various variants thereof? No, because druids always seemed like a daft class. But they get a dog. They do get a dog. They get, get a wolf. They can have a wolf. The first time I played World of Warcraft, yeah. I played a hunter, which was the, the, the druidish clash, clash class in there, okay. um, that got a pet. Cool. And instantly went for the wolf. Yeah. That's well, what I wanted. I massively mock your lack of imagination because obviously if you could have any dog, I'd have a magic dog that could shoot lasers out of its eyes. 
All right, yeah, that does trump. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you want it shooting lasers out of his eyes? I mean, like they like looking at you a lot. What if it accidentally shoots a laser? I, I would blind you. I'd train it to be a good doggo, and or I'd get it you. some Cyclops glasses from <gasps> X Men. Yes. Yeah. What sort of magic is this dog? Um, is it, does it just sort of emit sort of sparkles out of its ass, or are we talking <laughs> it can grant wishes? Um, I think it's the kind of magic. Just bones, because that's all it wants. I think the lasers out of its eyes might be the magic. Um. Or science gone very wrong. <laughs> um, I think if you were to cast a detect magic spell, it would glow. I think that's the kind of magic I'm looking for. Glowing dog, yeah, yeah. I can see the uses in that. If you need to walk it at night, you've died for all that high vis bullshit. Yeah, or it could do like some proper Darren Brown mind tricks. <laughs> It'd, like memor- memorize a bunch of stuff, and you'd you'd go to its food bowl, and there'd be something that you wanted. Like yeah. your, your car keys would be there. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot I've got a car. You know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> and whenever you enter the house, you're, you're instantaneously going towards the snacks because it's put little clues around the house to remind you it wants snacks. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I was genuinely going to say a husky, and you preempted me, so I had to make up a load of stuff. Yes, I, I, it's um, a different breed. It wasn't just I a husky. Would, I would like a husky. Um, because a wolf husky mix is huge. Yeah. And I want a dog that's bigger than me. Okay, so back to Malifaux. <laughs> Um, honourable mentions then that didn't make it into the top five um, Shang now Shang was chosen on the uh, the weird forums by the gloriously named Dr Mittens and I think it's really nice that a cat could bring themselves to vote in a poll about dogs Um, and uh, Dr Mittens said that Shang is obviously the best doggo because Shang sacrifices his life for his owner yes yeah the I don't know if there is any other dog ones that will literally die in order to make their master live. Yes. It's it's glorious and sweet and sad. Shang can, uh, Shang can keep Mizaki alive. Yes. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and gives her extra stuff as well. It brings her extra cards. Yes. Takes one away. Rush of magic. Yeah. For a thing that's made of fire, doesn't actually set anyone on fire. Nope. But is it immune to being set on fire? It's immune to being set on fire. And it does blast at maximum damage for a total of three. Yeah. Yeah, some um, blasts. But you're not putting it into combat. No. It's not really got no. any other uses other than a healing kit, essentially. Which makes it even sadder because it's such a good dog that it will do its one thing really, really well and nothing else. Yeah. There's quite a lot of fire-based totems kicking about. There's the Purifying Flame, there's mm. the Emberling, and there's Shang. Maybe they want to... You know, be more original. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was sad to see Shang there, especially after, you know, the angry debate that we had about uh, foxes are dogs and is a dog yeah. a fox? And, yeah. you know, foxes glacier mint. Is that a dog with a bear on it or a bear on a dog? Or God, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to it's hard to think sometimes when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, honourable mention to um, to Shang. And then something I actually did expect to place a lot higher mm. uh, were the Rougarou. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, yeah. As Hargram aptly summoned up on the uh, the Weird Place forum, uh, sorry, on the Weird forum, uh, they are pouncing undead fey murder puppies. All good words. Yes. All of them good words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are quite, they're quite tough. I think mm. the reason people don't necessarily respect them as much in the game uh, is they are quite expensive to hire. I think there's seven soul stones. 
No, they're eight soul stones. Mm. I thought they were expensive at seven. Yeah. Uh, they've got quite a lot of wounds. They're yeah. hard to kill. Which, yeah, um, they do they do all sorts of bits and pieces. Yeah, and they've got um, a melee six attack, which is also nice. It's not bad. Two, four, six damage. It's range two, which a lot of the hounds are range one. Yeah, because they've only got little next dogs, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if this was a podcast about giraffes, we'd have a much bigger range. Why is there no giraffes in Malifaux? It's not very inclusive, is it? No. Um, I actually quite like the idea of um, using them with some kind of Pandora list mm. uh, because they can make all enemy models within four uh, of four pulse take a take a willpower jewel or be pushed into base contact with this model yeah um and if they get pushed it gets to hit them so it calls them over and bites them all yeah and they'll take damage if they fail the willpower jewels because of pandora but i have been told that playing playing pandora is really mean and i should probably stop i'd like to also say yeah yeah we will, we will, we will probably talk about Pandora in, in more detail in a future episode. Yes, but she's kind of known as a negative play experience kind of master, kind of master that's like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, can be definitely. Yeah, um, and that's why I will play her and only her forever, ma, <laughs> or not. Desperately try not to just slur loads of rude names now. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I think that's. that's well, I think they I think there may be I don't know. Neverborn stuff isn't very survivable. They do have hard to kill and they can heal a bit. Yeah. Um, but dunno, maybe it's just our our meta. But I don't really see them being discussed. No, not particularly. Th- it might be the height that it does mount as well. Yeah. I mean, it does make the four-inch poles better because they're on a bigger base. Yeah. But it also means they're easier to hit over things and stuff yeah. like that. So they tend to become the target of everything that is going on. Yeah. I think the Neverborn Masters that are really good tend to come with their own theme. Like, Dreamer's very good, but he's got nightmares, mm. and that's much better. Um, and that's what he'll be summoning. Um, and you've got Kalodi who uses puppets. Yeah. Um, and that and Zerada maybe is is kind of considered quite good. Yeah. Uh, but has her own swamp theme and yeah. also basically hires all the low willpower stuff from other factions <laughs> to do weird stuff with. Yeah. So maybe they're just getting a bit overlooked. Could be. Yeah. But I want to get some to go with uh, Titania, 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 Titanium, whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think they'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything you'd like to honourably mention? Anything you'd like to shout out to? Don't think there is, to be honest. Right outside the top one, the other dogs are oh, good dogs. Yeah. You can't can't put down the dogs. But... I would say that Ferdinand Vogel. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah, because I'm, I'm completely forgetting Ferdinand Vogel as a as a werewolf. Um, I really like the idea of summoning in the werewolf and then going back into him and, and changing things about i like that as an idea yeah um dreamer does it already yeah so it's nice to have more that does it the podcast upset sorry, i know we're talking about cats we're sorry we'll do it we'll do an episode on you one day yes we will yeah ferdinand vogel i like i like the idea i don't think he's been out particularly long if he's out at all i've not seen him but we do live in the uk where we just get the models when we get them yeah and and just kind of have to make do yeah he doesn't have that diddling around that the dreamer does to try and summon chompy he just goes right it's my go 
I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn into a werewolf. Uh, I'll just discard a card. Yeah. Um, I also like that he has a fancy cane. It's quite <laughs> nice, isn't yes. it? Yeah, like like an upper class Michael. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, did you ever play uh, Saints Row? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get the pimp cane and that? Yes. That's a shotgun, and then you can knock people flying with it. Yeah. Ah, uh, what a mature game. <laughs> yeah, he can do all sorts of different bits and pieces, uh, and he turns into the Beast Within, who bizarrely is an enforcer when Ferdinand is a minion. What I want to do with him is he's a mimic, so I can hire him in a Lucius crew. Uh, which I'm going to do. Yes, that'd be interesting. So there you go. So I have my guild with doppelgangers, changelings, and a werewolf. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah. And witchlings for all, because they're the best. <laughs> League for all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's our honourable mentions then, those three. Yeah. Um, so they didn't make it into the top five. It means they're not any less of a good doggo. No. And this is important to remember before we start counting down the top five, uh, we were told repeatedly um, that all doggos are good doggos, all puppers are good puppers. And as Gavin said on Weird Place, all dogs are the best dogs. And we are not trying to imply that any dog is actually better than any other dog. Yeah. And all these dogs can feel proud of themselves, apart from uh, the corrupted hounds who are dirty, dirty slacks. <laughs> <laughs> but they're proud of themselves for us it's fine yes uh, so before we move on to the top five Aaron okay have another game for us ooh more games uh, unless you want to tell a story about a dog um, I can tell you a story of a bad doggo okay so yeah let, let's talk about bad doggos so I've got a story about a bad doggo ooh two stories about bad doggos ooh have you only got one I might have two okay I was going to say we could alternate yeah yeah cool so it took me and wife of Twit two years to save up to go on our honeymoon because we were thinking of emigrating to Canada. So we decided to save up a big bunch of money. There's a lot of that about, actually. I've got a friend who's moving to Canada and I, for a giggle the other day, checked to see if I was eligible. Yeah. And I was. And I was like, why am I not going? And I had a bit of a crisis. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was all that about, eh? <laughs> see, you're fitting perfectly. Exactly. You're fine. Um, yeah, so we saved loads of money, went to Vancouver, because that was kind of the region we were looking at, not necessarily Vancouver itself, because we thought, you know, it's basically a small, larger, but it's also got a much smaller population, than, but it's London-ish. Sort of yeah, field. it's very expensive to live in Vancouver. <laughs> not when compared to here. It is expensive when compared with you got when you've got Canadian. Yeah, regions, but, yeah. You know, um We'd have money with us, hopefully, at yes, that point. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so we, we were wandering around there, and we decided one of the places we were staying to have this big wander around the back of a big housing estate um, next to one of the rivers that was coming off the sea. Okay. Um, That's generally where they come off, yeah? It is, yes. And the sea is very close to Vancouver, so... Oh. Yeah. So we're wandering down this glorious sunny day. It's wonderful. We went on this basically like eight-mile hike going along there. Um, you know, there's plenty of people cycling and walking down. It's lovely. Everybody saying hello. It was like really quintessential what you'd imagine Canada to be at that moment. Fucking like, hell! Was someone sucking the fluid out of a tree? They may have been. Fuck. I that sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was glorious. And then this um, 
woman came past with a little Shih Tzu, uh, who was a bit <laughs> a little, little a, shit. A, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I, I got the joke before you said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very postmodern of you. Um, yeah, who was sort of pulling on the lead a little bit. But, you know, little dogs do that. They're excited to go places and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I walked past without thinking of the world and the world, and then it suddenly turned from this happy, yappy dog to the most aggressive thing in the world and bit me in the arse. In the arse? Yes. Were you, were you right squatting on. at the time? No, it leapt up. I mean, I'm not a tall man. My <laughs> arse doesn't hang very low. It, it properly leapt. And Less so in those on. days. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Clamped onto my left <laughs> cheek <laughs> and let go. She panicked me, like, I'm sorry, and then ran off before I had any idea what was going on. I'm like, it really hurts. I don't yeah. know if I should get, like tested or, or stitched up I yeah. think I'm, I'm not sure if I'm even bleeding or anything I remember every time I went on holiday as a kid to anywhere outside of the UK my dad would be like don't touch the dogs you'll get rabies yeah and if you get rabies they have to inject you through your belly button nearly enough yeah Some injections around the sides of yeah. yeah yeah and I was like I was just scared of any kind of foreign wildlife yes. so if I you know if I saw a cat in a beret yeah um, or a monkey in a fez I'd just fucking run away it's always the safest bet yeah never trust an animal in a hat no um, which one might Fernand didn't win <laughs> yeah so I'm panicking that I've got some kind of serious injury my jeans don't appear to be split but it hurts a lot yeah so I go to find what is essentially the nearest bush because, like I said, there's a housing estate onto one side of me and a river where it doesn't seem to be, there's lots of yachts and boats and stuff on it, but nobody seemed to be there at the time. So yep. quite quick. I've seen a bush that's facing the river. So I panically ran over there and essentially dropped my trousers, felt around my arse to see if there was any blood there and then had to ask wife with Twit to look at my arse nice. check for it. And it was that point, a large commercial <laughs> yacht decided to trundle past with about three families on it who were clearly on some kind of tour. I'm pretty sure two of them started taking pictures of me just panically staring backwards, looking at my backside. <laughs> Are you sure you've not got confused and mistaken your own life for an episode of Mr. Bean? <laughs> no, no, I've got, I've got marks to prove it. Are you going to show me the scar later? If you really want me to. Oh, definitely. Always. Um, so my story of a, of a bad doggo. Um, we used to have an old English sheepdog when I was growing up, um, whose name was originally Angel. Oh. Angel. Uh, when we adopted her from the Old English Sheepdog Rescue Centre. There's a specific centre. There is a specific centre for the rescue of Old English Sheepdogs. Oh, I suppose working age there. Well, this is the thing. Most Old English sheepdogs are kept as pets, not as actual working dogs. Okay. Um, there's very few actual working Old English sheepdogs. And there was a big craze, late 80s, early to mid 90s, mm. for Old English sheepdogs because they were used in the Dulux adverts uh... um, as the Dulux dog. Uh, which is not like a normal dog, but with extra collectible add-ons. Um, <laughs> it was Dulux, as in the paint itself was uh, Dulux, with no E. Yes. Yeah. Dulux. Dulux, that says, that does not say Dulux. Um, <laughs> Good white paint. Did you ever see the Hale and Pace sketch where they were saying, um, paint the walls with Dulux, and they had an old English sheepdog oh, on a yeah. stick, and they were using it as the roller. Yeah. Ah, good times. Good times. Um, so, yeah, we had an old English sheepdog. So we changed its name to, to Angie, like a person's name. I love a pet with a person's name. Yes. But like my cat is called Sean. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I used to have a bearded dragon called Allegra. Um, and a mouse called Steve. <laughs> Steve's actually quite a good name for a it's mouse. A I don't know why it's Steve like a mouse. Steve! <laughs> You're mocking him, mate. Um, <laughs> good mouseist, sorry. Oh, God. Um, is that a Chinese communist? It's a Maoist, isn't Maoist, it? Maoist, yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> yes, anyway. Anyway, um, so being an old English sheepdog, obviously years and years of built in instincts and kind of selective breeding for certain character traits yeah um so when i was like eight and i look back at this and think this is really weird but like when i was about eight nine ten maybe a little bit older um my mum would make the dog sit and wait and angie would sit and wait and then i would run off across the park or the field and the dog would get really excited and then when my mum went go the dog would run after me catch me run round me yeah barking at me and then get really and try and lead me back Oh. To where I should be, yeah. so it would herd me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> a little bit. So one day we're um, we're heading just out, just off of where we used to live. There's a nice park, but if you went right on the park, you go down a big long path, and then you actually be out into the countryside. Uh, and so we decided to take the dog for a walk around the countryside bit. Lovely, uh, lovely summer's day. So. We're like 10 minutes down the path. Uh, I run off down the path, uh, surrounded by like blackberry bushes and, um, you know, five teenagers who should know better drinking ice cream and drinking ice cream, eating ice cream with a dog of their own. Yeah. One of them was a tomboy. Um, It's famous five reference. No one's going to get that. (laughs) Um, You know, very, very sort of countryside. There's this long path and the dog goes running up it, runs around me and then runs back to my mum. For about 200, 300 yards in a straight line. Now, Dulux dogs are quite big. They're quite heavy. Yeah. They're slightly bigger than an Alsatian. Yeah, I'd say so. Big, big, bulky, muscly dogs as mm. well. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're broader, definitely. Yeah. Um, they're not very good at stopping, Aaron. So the dog ran into my mother <laughs> knocked her flying and pushed her kneecap around to the back of her leg oh, oh jesus <laughs> yeah and then like freaked out <laughs> yeah started barking and whining and like trying to lick it better which did not help no my mum's like crying out in agony and i'm 200 yards down the down the road and nine years old um and uh had to leave my mum lying on a path <laughs> while I went back to the uh, the park that was further down. And yeah. luckily someone was there um, and they went and they called an ambulance. And then they had to pick my mum up and carry her on a stretcher all the way back to uh, oh. over the bumpy park. Because it was, it was more like wasteland yeah. uh, and into, into an ambulance. Yeah. Bad dog. <laughs> Bad dog. <laughs> On the plus side, the dogs did seem uh, upset about it. Yeah, yeah. Shall we return to our top five? Oh, I think we should. In at number five, then. And I am so, so happy to see this at number five. It made my day. Yeah. Um, it makes me love the uh, the Malifaux community. <laughs> uh, at number five, the fifth best doggo is Mad Dog Bracket. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, um, in the words of John from A Weird Place... Uh, he said he'd vote for Mad Dog Bracket as he is mad and his melee attack is a cigar with wicked triggers. 
Yeah. Let's just dissect that comment for a second. Okay. If you're going to vote for someone because they're mad, you will end up with Trump, Boris Johnson, Brexit, Putin, or wasting your vote on the Liberal Democrats. Yes. Not a good idea to vote for something just because they're mad. I would not like to condone such reckless behaviour. But the cigar with wicked triggers is very, 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 very good. Yeah, it is. I really like Mad Dog. Yeah. Um, I played a an entire, it wasn't like a tournament with like a, a million people. It was just a tournament amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and friend of podcast, Chris, said, you should play Parker. You should play a, ma- a master you've never played. Here's Parker, play Parker. And Mad Dog won me two games. Mm. <laughs> I think he's criminally overlooked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's not super survivable. No. But his 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 goodness, his good doggoness comes down to a couple things. Um, the first one is the fact that he can take away cover mm-hmm. um, from enemies by dropping blow it to hell markers. Um which anything within three inches of the marker uh, does not gain the benefit of cover when targeted by shoot actions. Now, he himself has a good shoot action, and he's generally in a crew of Parker's uh, bandits who all have lots of cool guns. Yeah. And there's some really good shooting outcast models to go with Mad Dog Bracket, uh, like Lazarus, for instance. Yeah. I think he's very good. Not everyone agrees, but I think he's very good. Um, so I quite like that. Yeah. Um, he has a shotgun to back it up. Yeah. Um, with blasts because that's how shotguns work yeah uh, he's bulletproof which never comes up <laughs> um, when he's been hurt he he does better which is nice uh, doesn't he has rabies but you know it doesn't mean you know a rabbit dog doesn't yeah. assume he's not a good dog at heart um, actually there's three things that make him good the life of crime ability I really like mm-hmm. so um, at the end of the game, all enemy scheme markers within two inches count as friendly scheme markers for the purposes of strategies and schemes. I want a game against Colin uh, and his Seamus crew by, with the very last action of the game, walking twice, <laughs> standing next to some of his stuff that was uh, within six inches of the uh, middle of the board, and Colin going, I'm going to get three points. They went, no, you're not. You're going to get one because they're mine. Suck my dick, you hobbit man. <laughs> I may have actually genuinely said that. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. Um, but misogyny flows from my lips when I am unmanned, <laughs> in the words of Shakespeare. Um, yeah, so that's really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, very situational, probably not worth actually sort of messing around with. Like, yeah, like it's not worth putting your whole strategy around He's that. probably dead by that point in the game anyway. But it's, um, it's a nice, nice kick in the teeth at the end of a game if it does work. Yes. Um, and what I like is his burning cigar, his melee attack, one inch range. Uh, melee six, as you say, it's a good melee. Yeah. Uh, maybe fairly standard for a henchman, maybe. Yeah. Um, but he does have a shoot six gun as well. Yeah. So that's good. Which he can rapid fire with. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the burning cigar then, it sets him on fire a bit. Um, it may have there may be some petrol in his pocket maybe a hip flask full of whiskey throw it in the face set on fire Um, but you can do two damage and then push them away by getting the armor eye trigger (laughs) yeah Um, how would you say it Aaron how would you say that trigger the the first one yeah yeah. 
Ah, uh, my eye. Cool. Um, answers on a postcard. Who does the best? Ah, uh, my eye. Yeah. Um, which I like. Yeah. But my favourite thing, my favourite thing, um, is he gets to make, um, with his say hello to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. I think he may have won that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> trigger. He may immediately shoot them with the shotgun. Yeah. Um, in in melee. Mm. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it's really, really good uh, because you can set them on fire and then shoot them. Set them on fire some more, shoot them. Yeah. Um, so you can get four attacks out of him um, in a turn. Three if he stands still and just shoots. Um, his blow it to hell um, marker is a zero. All of this, if he's got less than few, four wounds, uh, he gets positive flips to attack and damage. Mm good yeah i really like it yeah uh but i think he's maybe a touch overpriced at nine soul stones yeah because of his survivability yeah maybe he'd be better at eight maybe you'd see a bit more of him kicking about yeah cool um i'm gonna let you lead this one no um in at number four then uh is penelope yeah ulix's faithful totem for the gremlins uh now in the words of Byron from the Red Jokers podcast, give them a listen. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Penelope is amazing for her cost. Nice defense and attack. Amazing pig synergy. Yeah. Never thought I'd say that. <laughs> Never leave the farm without her. No. Do you agree? Yes. If, if you are taking a pig army, you need your piggy. Your piggy. Oh, nice. almost works. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's she's the gremlins and Anapho's sheep herding dog or pig herding. Pig dog. herding, yeah, pig herder. Um, pig herder. Uh, she's a peon, so obviously she's insignificant. Cut drops key mark and stuff, but you don't want to be doing that stuff with her anyway. No, she only costs two, which is nice again because she's a peon. She costs two. 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 Yeah. Okay, so I've played a few games against your pigs. Mm-hmm. And I assume she cost about four. Yeah. That was my guess. Yeah. Because I don't look at what you're doing. No, I just yeah. trust that you're going to tell me the rules correctly. Yes. Um, and fair and probably... Beat you regardless yeah. like a redheaded stepchild. Cheat better. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, her attack is five, which is good for a peon. For a two-cost model, yeah. it's not bad. Does it do a lot of damage? One, two, three, and it's only one inch. Yeah. Uh, but you can get critical hits on it. Okay, so yeah. you can add a bit more there, which, you yeah, know, that's all... Is that a critical strike, strike trigger? Strike, yeah. yeah. But you're probably not, again, using her for biting? No. What you'll be using her for is keeping your piggies in line. Yes. Because she's got pork whispering. Yeah. Um, so, you know, pigs in eight inch, eight inches of her can ignore the setter off, so it won't randomly charge off. Yeah. She makes pigs walk further if they start within six. Yeah, six. They get plus one walk for the rest of their duration, as long as they start within six inches of her. Yeah. Which makes the pigs really get across the board really nicely, which works really well with From the Shadows. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, yeah. the boars have got From the Shadows. And normally, yeah. would, if, without Penelope, that's po- almost pointless. Because they're just going to... Charge off. So unless you put them randomly away from each other so they won't go for after each other, yeah. which that could be useful, but you are wasting a lot of points doing that. You can get a little cluster of a couple pigs and her to keep them in line. Yeah. 
And at that point, you can suddenly be doing stuff when you're running the board very early on that's hassling your opponent. Yes. Um, or setting up two drop scheme markers and stuff. Yeah, um, I think the pigs always felt underpointed for me because they're unpredictable. So yeah. a little cheaper than maybe they would be if they didn't have that unpredictability. Yes. So she's mitigating that for a grand total of two soul stones. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. That's good. And and she can actually hurt them. Yeah. So well, yeah, she, she's got there's a lot going on for a peon model that are very specific to pigs. Now mm. you know if you're not taking pigs, you know why are you playing Ulix? Yeah, Ulix's thing is pigs. You're not yeah. going to have that many models that aren't pigs because yeah. he'd just be a bit bummed. Um, but in that case, spend two soul stones on her because most of the upgrades, she's worth more than most of the upgrades in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, she's a very good doggo. Very good doggo indeed. So we'll, uh, we'll do our number three. Yeah. And then we will break for another small interlude. Yeah. Um, and then we will uh, give you the top two. Mm. Um so, in at number three, I feel like Top of the Pops. Do you remember Top of the Pops? Yes. Was everyone who hosted Top of the Pops a paedophile? Might have been, actually. Yeah. Shit. Cool. In at number three <laughs> is Nyx. Uh, Hamlin's Totem. And we're seeing a little bit of a a little bit of a pattern here. The Totems seem to be the, the models of choice. Uh, for people yes yeah um on a uh, weird place uh, mark said uh nix uh follows his master even in undeath as did patrick when he said nix is objectively the best dog now we can get into objectivism as much as we like <laughs> um he says that nix is loyal beyond death no matter the consequences mm-hmm. which makes him sound like a good doggo and a bit of a bastard yeah which i quite like um and then steve also in weird place said no simple doggo is immune to severe damage like nix yeah yeah so i've never played against uh against nix um, I've never played against Hamlin. Um, I know at one point he was considered ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those summoners that's been a bit neutered. Huh? Neutered because of dogs, eh? Yeah. Testicles. Um, who has... Um, he's been kind of nerfed by sort of get GG2018 and a few little tweaks and stuff. Yeah. Um, in the sense that summons aren't as powerful as they used to be. Yeah. But still good. Still good. Nix isn't actually a totem. Okay. Um, I've classed him as a totem at the beginning because, A, because I'm an idiot, um, <laughs> but also, B, because he kind of is totem. You'll see him with Hamlin or not at all, but Hamlin's totems are obviously uh, the tiny children. Children! Oh, yes. Children! Um, so he's an actually an eight-point henchman. Yeah, you really the soul Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, if an enemy model within three, an aura of three inches would deal severe damage, it deals moderate damage instead. That's any model attacking anything else within three, as long as that model is within three. Yeah. Does moderate instead of severe. And as far as I remember, um, that does downgrade the red joker. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Yeah. Um, he only has six wounds, but he is incorporeal. Mm-hmm. He 
has all like the the blighted abilities and uh, the nihilism abilities that you uh, would expect from a Hamlin model. So doesn't have to uh, gain conditions, mm-hmm. which is really really horrible. Uh, he can give people a bleeding disease, which maybe is what you caught from that little yappy dog in Canada. Quite possibly. That did was... it? Did you? Did you bleed from the anus as a result of your savage attack? Not from my anus. No. No. Oh, and okay. to the left. Yeah, a little, little condition playing yeah. with the blighted that is given from. Yeah. Bleeding disease. And lots of abilities that spin off blighted, such as stopping people in, interacting and all yeah. sorts of things. Um, he's not particularly powerful in the sense of um, his sort of damage output or that kind of thing. Um, but he can heal when models fail um, fail jewels. <laughs> just any jewel. Just yeah. any jewel near him, he'll just heal a point. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad not to have for against him yeah massively I think actually eight souls home seems quite reasonable yeah. or something like that. yeah yeah um, a very good dog spirit obedient for ghosto ghosto ghosto, ghosto. Yeah. yeah yeah good ghosto <laughs> um, so yeah that's Nick's I, I'm I'm actually far more now that I mean I looked at him earlier but I'm, I'm glad I haven't played against Hamlin yet because yeah. there's lots of I, I don't know. It, it's just horrible little things like going, ha ha, red joker. No. Yeah. Um, I failed a joke. Cool. That thing you're trying to kill, it heals. The the bleeding disease can be really, really nasty because there's lots of things that can spit out blighted. Mm. And that plague pit is horrible if you can get the blighted onto the models. Yeah. Because uh, stopping interacts. There's lots of uh, interact heavy schemes and strategies these days. There is, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's Nix. We're not going to Nix him. No. No, that's a really bad joke, isn't it? It is a bad joke. Okay. We'll Nix that. So, before the podcast started, Aaron, I set you a challenge. You did, yeah. I asked you to list your top three fictional dogs. Yes. How many did you manage? Three. Three. I managed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fictional dogs. That's... Okay. Of which... I'm not sure. I'm, I can't. I'm finding it really hard to to choose. All doggos are good doggos. All doggos are good doggos. Yeah, they are. Um, so, do you want to give me your 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 number three in your list? I think my number three is dog meat. Dog meat. Dog meat's on my list. I yeah. can cross him off. Yay! Uh, so, who or what is dog meat for the benefit of the uncultured? Dog meat is a dog yeah it's an alsatian i think <sighs> yeah kind of a german shepherd yes yeah mm. um, common. <laughs> that, that could be found in we find it in fallout 2 find it here in fallout 2 yeah there's a, a dog called dog meat in almost all the fallout games yes yes I don't think it's kind it's... of a tradition to have a dog called dog meat yeah i think the idea anyway of a dog accompanying someone in a post-apocalyptic wasteland comes yeah. from one boy and his dog. Oh, no, the dog is called Blood. Oh, okay, yeah. In it, Blood, because it's a badass gangster dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with tele... With telepathy. Yes. Mm. Now, Dog Me doesn't have telepathy, which is why he's number three. No. But he's been such a good doggo that he's appeared in as many Fallout games as Yeah, as I think can. it may be a sequence of dogs with the same name. No. 
No. It's the same dog. It, it travels the wasteland looking for new owners. Okay. It's such a good dog that it needs to help. It's got an irradiated immortal mega dog. Yes. Irradiated immortal mega dog should totally be the name of our third album. <laughs> be a sequence. It'd be like like a Wagnerian cycle of stories about this dog. Cool. Um, do you want to go? You go again because then I can cross more stuff off. All right. Cool. Uh, number two is Snitter. What? From Plague Dogs, which nobody will have seen. Plague Dogs is based on the book by Richard Adams, the guy who wrote Watership Down, that was turned into a cartoon that was even more brutal than Watership Down. And was animated by the same people who animated Watership Down. Yes, and Watership Down is renowned, for those who don't know, is renowned as being the kind of film you show your children if you want them to grow up to be thieves and murderers. Yeah. Because it ruins everything. It's violent and bloody and horrible. Yeah. Um, I read Watership Down yeah. before um, as a child um, before watching it. And it's a horrible, nasty book mm. about little animals that can talk. Yeah. So Snitter, is Snitter the hero or is Snitter... He's one of the... Yeah, he's a hero. Okay. Um, but from the perspective of all the other characters apart from... I can't remember the other dog's name now. Um, perspective of all the other characters is a bad dog. Okay, he's he's infected. They are test dogs who have been infected with a plague, and they escape. They escape, and yeah. all they're trying to do is just find somewhere safe. And so everybody's trying to hunt them down and kill them. And all Snitter wants is because he has memories of having a master, um, and just wants to go back to. <sighs> To a, to, to a master who will look after him and keep him safe and warm. <laughs> and there's a farmer they come across in the field who doesn't instantaneously shoot them, puts on put, put, pulls the gun down upon seeing them and calls the one of the calls Snitter over. And Snitter uh, gets really happy and charges over because it's it's a new master, somebody who actually might care for him and love him and not torture him like these other people have been doing. Yeah. And he leaps up and puts his paw onto the trigger of the shotgun and shoots the guy's hand and into his face and kills him and it just destroys him are you sure it's not a doppelganger using its own attack against it maybe Snitter's not a good boy no (laughs) okay but yeah uh, a bit sad John Hurt so you know oh nice a bit of class to it too yeah we talked about John Hurt Hurt in our last podcast about Snowpiercer yes he might become a fiend yeah (laughs) Um, yeah we do a whole John Hurt podcast (laughs) yeah but yeah, it's, who it's, hurt you, John Hurt? We could call it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, yeah, yeah do, do your last one, and then and we'll, right. we'll see. Um, this probably is another fairly predictable one, but Jake yeah. the dog from Adventure Time. Oh, I didn't put Jake. Oh. Um, I'll confess now, I've never watched a single episode of Adventure Time. Um, the idea of adventure scares me. Yeah. I generally spend my weekends alone in my flat, under the table, with the blinds drawn. Pretty sure there's an episode about that. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't actually know. No, I don't watch that many. But, you know, what makes Jake the dog the best dog? He's best friends with the last human on Earth. Oh. Um, so he's kind of a post-apocalyptic yeah, doggo more in too. Yeah, kind of thing. And he's got okay. magic powers. Oh, nice. So he can transform and change shape. If you tell me he can shoot lasers out of my eyes, we're ending the podcast here on a theme of circularity. Nobody's girlfriend can. The dog I has think. a girlfriend? Yeah, a, a unicorn dragon. Fuck it. <laughs> Why have you not watched this? Because nobody told me that it sounded so awesome. <laughs> okay, um, cool. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to list off fictional dogs. Cool. 
in a, in a, in a kind of pick. in a in a torrent of uh, fairy animals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so obviously, I went with Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. Oh, not Scrappy Doo. I like Scrappy Doo. No. As a small angry man <laughs> who spent a lot of his childhood getting into fights uh, that he couldn't possibly win. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I feel a certain kinship with Scrappy Doo. I also, much like Scrappy Doo, was not appreciated in my own time. Um, I then I came up with a, a pair, kind of essentially the same thing, but yeah. slightly different. Uh, Lassie and the Littlest Hobo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that spate of traveling, helpful dogs. Yeah. That was a big thing for five years in the 80s, 80s, 70s. Lassie's uh, earlier, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 50s possibly. They, there were a lot of Lassies, weren't there? Yeah, because the TV industry was horrible. Doggos are too good for this world and have to leave us early. <laughs> Oh, bless you. I've got memories of an animated um, film that made me cry. Yeah. Um, I then went with a couple of animated dogs. Yeah. Uh, so Brian the dog. Yes. Family guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but actually, I think that as the makers of Family Guy have gained money and success, they have drifted rightwards. And now Brian is the butt of the jokes rather than the everyman hero that he always was intended to be. Yeah. 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 They've made him into a dick in the later series, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, because um, who's that guy? Seth. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane's a bit of a douche now, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's, he's a huge fellow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you know that I wouldn't have got that in my list, but I did think of him. Yeah. Um, another cartoon. Uh, uh, two more cartoon dogs. Uh, Droopy the dog. Okay. The one that's really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Droopy. Um and Dog Tanyon. Oh, I'd completely forgotten about Dog Tanyon. All for one and one for all musker hounds are always ready. <laughs> Loved that growing up. I watched it again about a year ago. I just typed it into YouTube. Yeah. It's it, it's a bit odd. The animation style makes it all kind of slightly weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm if you're... Yeah, I'm going to YouTube to rewatch it probably yeah. tonight. Yeah. If I have nightmares, I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah, it, it freaked me out. Maybe it was all the acid I was doing at the time, I don't know. Yeah, but possibly. Did... Channel 4 cartoons, you did have to yeah. dose up on a lot of acid. Yeah. That and Sharky and George were yeah. weird. And I've got, uh, I also thought of Diefenbaker, the half-wolf, half-husky Aaron from the 90s TV show Due South. About a Canadian oh, Mountie God. who heads to America to solve a crime with his faithful animal companion. I only know of Juice South. I've never actually seen an episode. So of it. you want a half wolf, half husky. Yeah, yeah. You want to move to Canada. Yeah. yeah. And you've never watched Juice South. I, I'm afraid it might spoil it for me. Okay. Um, doesn't he move out of Canada to go into America to sort of solve all their crimes for them? Basically, yeah. He's like a. He's he's like. Have you ever seen Walker Texas Ranger? I've seen enough of it. I've seen yeah, enough of it. Yeah, it's nothing like that. Oh, good. It's the opposite of that. That help? Less kicking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then my final two were literary uh, dogs. Feel free to cut as much of this as you like, Aaron. <laughs> um, so I went with Fluke from the novel Fluke by James Herbert, uh, which I read when I was far too young. James Herbert notorious as a horror writer yeah fluke is the heartwarming tale of a puppy that can um 
it, it thinks more than other po- it's kind of like a person if you like it, it oh, it's okay. kind of its interior monologue uh, almost like it's diary but it can't write but yeah. it, it, it outthinks the other puppies and, it, and the other dogs and it's different um, and it's different because it's about a man who died and was reincarnated as a puppy and then his old family tried to adopt him and then loads of bad shit happens oh. yeah yeah it 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 it, it just the thought of it makes me cry, want to cry. <laughs> um, so he remembers being a man and he's looking for his family. Yeah. Oh. It's heartbreaking. He's, it's yeah. very sad just hearing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then finally, who I think is the best dog, best dog in all of fiction, Stephen King's Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's very good at what he does. Yes. Um, he's a St. Bernard. Yeah. Um, and we could have gone with any of the dogs from 101 Dalmatians. We could have gone with... What's the St. Bernard that had its own film series? Beethoven. Beethoven. We did, you know, there's all sorts of dogs we could have gone with. When you <laughs> told me you couldn't think of any fictional dogs earlier, mate, I was, I was ahead of you. Uh, but Cujo um, is all about um, a... Fa- uh, a mother and a child trapped in a car because there's a rabid St. Bernard uh, <laughs> trying to eat them um, just outside. It's good, isn't it? It's good. I mean, if it was a Malifaux model, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just really like, according to Wikipedia, and I'm sure I've, I've read this. Yeah, it's in Stephen King's on writing. He says, I barely remember writing Cujo. Uh, where's that effect? Um, it was written... Uh, <laughs> It was written during a cocaine binge. Um, and Stephen King is like, basically says that he really likes the book and he wishes he could remember writing them down. Writing them down, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, don't do coke. And uh, forget the good doggos. Be a good thing. doggo. Cool. That was slightly longer than I intended. <laughs> Back to the popular poll. Trying to think of a popular Polish man. Uh, Chopin. Is... Chopin. Is he Polish? Yes. Oh, I thought of Robert Lewandowski, who obviously you know, Aaron. Of course. Yeah, good. Aren't you? Aren't you of Polish heritage? I am, but I'm also very scared to learn to a Polish heritage because I don't feel I deserve it. Really? Yeah, a little bit. This is a completely different podcast, but go on. Oh, it's 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 a weird thing. It's like what, the reason I've sort of always been tentative and nervous about going to Ireland is because. <sighs> I don't know the heritage enough to feel like I deserve to go there because I don't know it. I feel like I should study it more, but I'm always okay. too scared to. It's the weird. best it's way like, to I'm... study something is to observe it yourself. It is, yes. As a social scientist, I thoroughly believe that. Yeah. But, but you can't obviously then interact with it because you'd be changing it, surely. Yes. Is that the observer effect? Yes. There we go. See, I can do your degree too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Back to the poll. Luna comes in at number two. Now, Luna was winning all, all, all the way through yep. um, for most of the time that the polls were up. For damn good reason. For damn good reasons. And it was overtaken at the last minute by our number one. Um, David, on a weird place, says that Luna is the best at doing a Sif role play. And therefore wins the internet for a Dark Souls reference. Because Luna is McCabe's totem. And McCabe can throw Luna a sword to hit people with. Yeah. Yay! (laughs) Um, 
Uh, friend of podcast Tom said that Luna is the best doggo because she makes all the other doggos good or at least significant because one of her abilities is that any guild hounds uh, normally they have to be in pairs to be significant they can just be significant as long as Luna is on the battlefield so as long as Luna's still alive uh, those dogs can run off independently and do schemey things rather than having to stay together which makes them much more useful much more flexible much more interesting yes uh, yeah. to use um, and then our good friend Hugh from the Red Jokers uh, he says um, Luna is actually the best dog scientifically. Ooh. Okay. So a dog is a man's best friend. Yes. Yes. So who are the two best men in the entirety of the universe? They're obviously Wolverine and Indiana Jones. All right. Yeah. Yeah. McCabe. Is Indiana Jones with Wolverine's haircut? <laughs> Therefore, McCabe is the best possible man. Luna is the best possible man's best friend. Therefore, Luna must be the best possible dog. <laughs> yeah, cool. Sold. Oh, you've got to bother looking at the statistics because I don't need yeah. any more than that. Yeah, cool. Moving on. <laughs> um, I I would have voted. I voted for some of the silly options. Uh, <laughs> I abstained as a good researcher should. Yes, I I was never taught that. Uh, <laughs> therefore, I didn't bother. Um, but Luna is very very good. Um, I've mm. I have used her uh, to good effect uh, again to make other dogs good. Yeah, the fact that she can charge into combat couldn't. and then not have to worry about being hit with somebody shooting yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, all good. Can't can't be made slow. Charge nine mm. is mildly insane, and a walk seven yeah. is also quite good. Now she's a minion, she's not insignificant, so she can use that walk seven and that charge nine to get her into really, really distant places mm -hmm. uh, and do all sorts of good things. Um she does two, three, four damage, the melee of five. Uh, with critical strike, so maybe three, four, five if you're lucky, yeah. which is okay. She can bark, so she can use a zero to discard a card and give a friendly model that's nearby defensive. Yeah. Not something I've really used too much, but quite useful. Uh, but as a companion, she can activate straight after something, so that's useful too. Yeah. She only costs four soul stones, mate. That's, that's four soul stones. Yeah. And has a mighty six wounds. Yeah. Which actually isn't bad, especially considering McKay can hand out healing and things like that. Yeah. Um, she's a very, very good dog. Yes. And I like the model. Is yes. she a bloodhound? I believe so. I'm not very good with so no. Yes, she is a bloodhound. And uh, if you hire the other dogs, she obviously comes with a gang. Of course, yeah. Um, and then they can sing um, some comedy rock hits <laughs> together <laughs> <laughs> that was number two then yeah so you know number one my best that's the um that's the pearl and dean advert from the beginning of the cinema but that's before the show comes on, which is the number one thing you've been there for, not yeah. all the trailers. So I'm sticking with it. What's your favourite number one single, Aaron? <laughs> your face! <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for podcasts. 
Oh, you just well, looked horrified. I genuinely have no idea <laughs> that it's ever been a number one ever. No, no, that's why I asked you because I thought it'd be funny forgetting that podcast is a visual medium. Is you not keep, a visual medium. Yeah, you keep playing me songs that I have no idea about. Yeah. So yeah, having any concept of what a number one is is, is even more baffling to me. It's all right, mate. It's not your fault. You were raised by wolves. I, wish. I hope this podcast hasn't brought any terrible memories back. <laughs> um, yeah, so in at number one, the best doggo in all of Malifaux is... Zombie Chihuahua. Yes. Rigged. Rigged. <laughs> Are you trying to suggest there's some kind of powerful undead Chihuahua lobby out there that have fixed this election? Yes. Okay. Um, it's... it's... Um, Talk me it's through it. Um, is is it because jet fuel can't melt steel beams? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the internet. Um, oh, okay. No, I should. The zombie chihuahua is is a good model in game. Yeah, if you're not playing against it. <laughs> Yes. So I shouldn't. So yeah, no, it's fair. I would have much preferred Luna win. So yeah, yeah, Luna is a good dog. A zombie Chihuahua is, is first of all, a Chihuahua is barely a dog. Yeah. Um, and no offence to you if you've got a Chihuahua. Um, There's no, nothing wrong keeping pet rats. <laughs> I like pet rats. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. yeah. It was genuine. That was from the heart. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a. <laughs> In context, Aaron, uh, it was maybe not quite as uh, nice as you say. Um, so, as Mike on Weird Place said, the reason that the zombie chair is the best um, is because of its poison and its trembling. Because <laughs> what is wrong with chihuahuas? They just vibrate. They just kind of hum. Yeah. They're just like, I don't know, they're just... Crossbred bees. <laughs> That's why they're so small. Yeah. Um... Ironically, they all have hay fever. Oh. Otherwise, there'd be chihuahua honey everywhere. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, I've, just thought, oh. I've just thought that through. Um, my friend used to have a, a chihuahua, mm. um, and it had a really big... Because they have, like, the top of their head is, like, built for a dog that's twice their size. And they then they've got really... Like, they've got a weird Frankenstein brain surgery. Yeah, they're, they're hydrocephalitic. Hydro- yeah. Mm-hmm. Enlarged skulls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. New words. Yeah, it's good. Learning. It's good now. Um, and yeah, they have um, they have these huge heads. And they used to have a, a dog. And me and my friend used to refer to their pet dog as the quivering brain dog. <laughs> um, and we were convinced that one day it would rule the world. Um, I always used to think that Chihuahuas were brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, I think he's. Is he? No, he's, he's a, a mouse. He's a mouse. Yeah, but he's a mouse that looks a bit like a chihuahua because yeah. of his enormous head. Yeah, yeah, cool. So freakish dog yeah. stories aside. Yeah. Did you know that the top of their heads actually float because it's so big and there's not a lot in there? But because their face is so low down, they still drown. <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible. I kind of hope that's true. No, Matt, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you want to keep it. I made it up. Um, sometimes it's hard to find the tone. Um, so, the zombie chihuahua, M- morning's totem, mm-hmm. 
costs two. So all of this that it can do, mm-hmm. bear in mind it only costs two soul stones. Yeah. Two measly soul stones. Um, or as I like to think of it, two-fifths of Dreamer's summoning upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I measure everything these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Uh, Mark, a weird place, uh, says it's an annoying little bugger that farts out poison. <laughs> yeah. um, and he says he usually uses it as a tag team with Rafkin, because mm-hmm. Rafkin can charge for one AP against models that are poisoned. Yeah. Um, and our, our resident Reza, our resident, really, uh, Colin, um, uses the zombie chihuahua and Rafkin, which I really regret buying for him as a present yeah. uh, because he murders me with him and yeah. uh, he should be more grateful. Um, yeah, he uses it all the time. It's got fairly, fairly crappy stats, uh, four wounds, four defense, four willpower, walk five, charge seven. It's height one because it's a chihuahua. Uh, it's companion and it's insignificant. Mm-hmm. All fairly standard. Um, the most annoying thing it does Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, if you want to inflict poison on something, yeah. you normally have to hit them. Yeah. You normally have to damage them or use some kind of ability to give them the condition. Yep. This chihuahua smells so bad, its odour is so horrific, at the end of its activation, it may make all models within uh, within two inches gain poison. Not just poison one, Aaron. No. Poison two. Which is ridiculous. It exists within a crew whose whole thing is poison that has models that heal if they're poisoned, mm-hmm. that has models that ignore poison and can pass it on. Yeah. And it has, and this is where it gets really annoying. Yeah. But Morning's big thing, or one of his big things, is that he expunges you. Poison's quite a slow death. And actually, you could have poison 46, but it only does one damage at the end of each turn and ticks down by one. Yeah. It goes, 45 44 you only play a five round game yeah so actually like you've got poison 10 but some point it's not really worth putting more poison in yeah unless you expunge the poison uh-huh. which immediately does damage equal to the amount of poison that you have and then clears it a bit like burning does at the end of the turn only up to a maximum of nine up to a maximum of nine yeah yeah cool yeah. most things can't take nine damage no. Your big heavy beaters and your masters might, but most things can't take nine damage, mm-hmm. um, and it's mildly upsetting anyway. Um, it's, yeah, and it's got one other annoyance. Well, it can expunge. Yes. This is the silly thing, is that that's really horrible. For two soul stones, you've got another model that can expunge. Now, it needs a nine to do it, yeah. um, but, but, but that's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's really horrible. Yeah. Um, and for a measly four and one AP, it can also make any model that's immune to poison susceptible to it. Yes, it so then we, it then dies. It's sacrificed afterwards, um, so it, it dies. But for two soul stones, you have removed the immune immunity to uh, to poison from something. Mm-hmm. That's going to probably at that point be in completely the wrong position and really susceptible to getting itself poisoned and expunged because it's not expecting it. Yep. Which is incredibly shitty. Um, Now, it does have annoying yapping teeth. Yeah. I love its damage track. Nought, nought one. Yeah. 
Um, and we said a one, two, three wasn't very good earlier. Not, not one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it does again inflict poison plus one. Mm-hmm. In theory, it can get a model up to poison four. Though it has to hit with the annoying yappy teeth. It's only melee two. Yeah. But if you can make an opponent cheat a card in against a melee two that does not, not one because they don't want to get poisoned, well, that's a win for you. Yeah. If you can, you know, flip something high. But it's that poison two. The models just get it. You mm. don't have to hit. There's no duel. They just gain the poisoned um, poison condition. Yeah. It's really horrible. Yeah. It's really, really horrible to just inflict. So, anything to add to that? Well, there is one other minor annoyance with the zombie shower. <laughs> yes. Now, the other models we've discussed are fairly typical Malifo fair. Sometimes a bit fiddly. Uh, in, as in the models themselves, yes, the, the physical models. representation of said character, yes. not its stats or... No, yeah. the, the actual physical thing. Yeah. Putting them together, normally a little bit fiddly, but they're normally reasonably sized enough. I'm yeah. fairly sure Penelope came in two parts, slotted together, glued it, done. Yeah. Probably the simplest model I've ever done. Yeah. For Malifaux, at least. It's not true for the zombie chihuahua, though. It makes you work for all those bonuses you get. Yeah. How many pieces was it? Um, it grows in the telling. Uh, twenty-seven. Why not? Twenty-seven seems perfectly um, I think it's it's four or five pieces, but it is the smallest model. Yeah. I think it may be the smallest model in Malifaux. It's smaller than Daydreams. It's smaller than mm. maybe Cade. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it may genuinely be the smallest model, and it is a giant head and very small spindly legs, some of which are separate pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually insane. Yeah. Um, and if you ever, ever introduce a friend to Malifaux who's not an experienced hobbyist, do not let them buy the McMorning box and assemble <laughs> it themselves as their first ever box of models or box of Malifaux models because they won't come back. No. And they will make you choke to death. Not on the Chihuahua, because you just swallow it and not notice, but on the bigger models within said box. You don't want to end up with a flesh construct lodged in your throat. As my grandfather told my father, my father told me, and I was but knee-high to a tiny man. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to put fleshy constructs in your mouth. Yes. Very homophobic in the old days. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, that has been our... Best Dog in Malifaux episode, yeah. uh, courtesy of us, the Critical Twits. If you have enjoyed this and found it at all informative or amusing, which are the only two things we ever aspire to be, yeah, uh, please f- like, share, subscribe, send us some fan mail at criticaltwits at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Or if you want to just write to me, brian at criticaltwits.com, you can just write directly to me, it's fine. <laughs> Ignore Aaron. Yeah, it's fine. Draw me some art. I want art. You want art? Yeah, yeah. I was watching Vidiots the other day, and they keep getting people sending pictures of them. Okay. Drawn. Cool. And I know Colin's done it, and Jamie's done it for us, and, and they're wonderful artists, and I'm going to dismiss them, but I want yeah. I want fan art. Yeah, if it's really good fan art, we'll use it on the channel and replace those oh, chumps. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so, we're going to do sort of a, a Malifaux episode a month. Yeah roughly maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less depending on uh, schedules but we're not going to do your typical this is the best thing to play at the moment and this is the state of the meta and this is how you tournament there's lots of people who do that aaron is not at all interested i don't mind a bit of that 
Um, and you'll notice I'm the one saying, oh, this model is considered competitive. Oh, this model is not. Whereas Aaron just kind of does fuck off gestures at me while I, I say such things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we can we can find something that's interesting, fun, and a little bit different about yeah. Malifaux to talk to you about. Uh, so if you have any suggestions on things you'd like to see, pop them in the comments yeah. or write to us at the uh, the address. Um, and hopefully we'll see you again next time. Do we have any more last minute dog related stories just to really mess with the concept of a neat ending? There was this lassie. I don't know what breed lassie is. Like dog that I used to see in the, my local park. Like okay. A child a lot lived on on the park or on the gardens attached to. It. Okay. We used to come out for walks there. Used to get lots of cuddles from her. Really friendly dog. Really liked her. Um, she was in a garden one day, ran wagging her tail up to the fence, sort of thing. So I went over because the owners knew me, so it was okay to give her a cuddle. She leant, leant up against the fence, I was giving her a cuddle, and then she just turned around and pissed right up my leg. <laughs> no one was wearing combats at that day, so all like a nice shiny patch of piss all down my leg at about nine o'clock in the morning just before I was supposed to go to school. We've been the Critical Twits. Bye!